Welcome to the Unstoppable Real Estate Agents Podcast. I'm your host and real estate productivity expert, Kim Hughes. Join me as we focus on real strategies and implement real solutions designed for you to achieve major success in your business and life while getting you organized. Hi, everybody. It's Kim Hughes. And today we're going to talk about how you can use a real estate virtual assistant in your business and know the difference um, in what a virtual assistant offers. Um, you know, we we hear that um, they can do all things for you. And that's true to a point. You need it sometime. You know, you might need somebody physical. But, you know, in your journey of building your business, a virtual assistant can be a huge asset to you. Um, one is they are not taking up space. So, you know, whether you work in an office or you work from home, you don't have to bring that extra person in. You do not have to um, supply them with the technology like your laptops and cell phones and all those things because we furnish those ourselves because we're self-employed. Um, we're a service-based business, you know. So when you come to us and you say, you know, hey, I need to hire you to, um, you know, help me create systems for my business that I'm not going to ask you to send me a laptop or cell phone or uh, software or anything that I need to do to make my business work for you. So these are the, some of the things that I want to talk about because I've had a lot of questions about it, but I think a lot of people are a little confused, even though this has been around, I mean, I've been in business for going on 24 years. So this has been a common question over the years. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to kind of talk to you about how a virtual assistant who specializes in real estate can be one of the biggest assets in your business. Um, so let's just start there. So whether you're a brand new agent or an agent that's been in the business for 20 years or that agent that's been in the business for 40 and you're looking to now kind of pull back and retire, this will work for every piece or every um, scenario of an agent. So a new agent, um, you know, when they're getting started, they don't have a whole lot of money to invest into their business. And that's understandable because you got to make money to spend money. And as you're a commissioned agent, you need to kind of get a couple of things under your belt before you can really dive in and use the services that a virtual assistant can offer you. So this is where I, I want to advise, I'll advise any agent this, but especially a new agent. So if you're, let's say, one to five years and you're building your business and you're out there and you're hustling and you're doing all the right things, but you're also running everything. So not only are you out with clients, you have to go back and work in your business. You have to input those leads. You have to make sure your CRM is updated. Your all your digital presentations, your transactions. You know how do you manage your transactions? What do you do on listings? What do you do to prepare for listing appointments? What do you do when something goes wrong at a property that you have listed? How do you handle that? And then how do you handle after the closing? get all that paperwork into the brokerage so you can get paid, but then also all the follow-up that goes with it. You know, So when you have a past client, now you go into a different phase of your business 
where you are nurturing that that person and keeping that relationship going so that they will always come back to you and trust you, but they also will recommend you to people they know, whether it's family or friends, neighbors, et cetera. So when you are starting your business as a real estate agent, I always say, understand why you became an agent. It's, you know, of course, money is always a factor, but let's put money on the on the side. Why did you become an agent? Is it because you enjoy helping people? Is it, Are you a people person? And you just say, you know, I love houses. I love helping people find the right home. I, I love the challenge of helping someone find their dream home. Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into why you became an agent. So make that the most important thing. You know, yes, we want to provide um a, a lifestyle for our families that are secure. And if they need something, we don't have to worry about where it came, you know, how do we get it? Um, you know, so kind of think about all the things of why you became an agent and then take that information and, and help it create your business model. Okay. So every agent should have a business plan, of course. So in that business plan, you do talk about your finances and your budgets and everything. So you need to set budgets for every area of your business. And so one is marketing, one is, um, you know, promotional material. One is, you know, if you have an office space, if you don't, your equipment, you know, what all do you have to get done to run an efficient business? You have MLS fees, broker fees, you have franchise fees, you have MLS fees. I mean, the list goes on and on. And then you have to pay for everything that you do in your business, CRM system, um, a cloud system to store all your files. So everything has to be done. And you may not know how to do that. So I'm of that mindset that that's really where you need to start is while you are um, getting, let's say you've graduated, you've got your license, you've chosen your brokerage, and you're your first day in. Well, of course you need to make money, but you also need to set a system in place of how that's going to happen and make it repetitive. So one of the things that I always talk about, and I'm going to pull up my little cheat sheet here so I'll know I don't miss anything, but you need to have a sheet, a planner, something that helps you to hold yourself accountable. And so every day, you know, when you get up and you get ready to go to work, this is what you're going to be doing. You know, so I always had, um, when my children were at home, I always had a personal daily and I had my business daily. And I always had those in front of me because I was dealing with three children that were very active, not only in school, but in sports and in their personal lives. And so I had a lot to keep up with there. And then I had, uh, I was launching a new business that nobody had ever heard of. So, you know, I didn't have people to go to and ask questions. So I had to figure it out myself. So my dailies for my business were created to work around my family. That's just the way I did it. Um, you know, so what you want to do is make sure that you look at what your today's schedule is going to be. You know, do you have doctor's appointments, um, school activities, um, does your kid need to go to the doctor? Do you have something personal? Always fill those in first. Fill in the personals and then work your business around it. 
you know, if you're going to make 25 phone calls a day, if you're going to hand out 15 business cards that day, if you're going to go door knocking, if you're going to whatever, social media, whatever it is that you're going to do to drive business to you, that's where you map it out around your personal time. And this is how you find a balance. You know, I'm not going to say you're going to find it overnight, but as you work it and you put it on paper every single day and you look at it and you touch it and you do what you write down, you will find that you will tweak it as you go along until you find that perfect rhythm. Okay. So, you know, of course, what we want to put on that daily is, like I said, all of the personal things you need to do. Then what are you going to do to meet new people? You know, are you going to make phone calls? You know, um, how many? What's your script? Do you have all the information you need in front of you so that if you make that phone call and they say, yeah, I want to talk to you on Friday at three o'clock, you need to put your calendar down and write it down. Um, back in my days when I was in sales before the phone, the cell phones, the internet or anything, I had the phone book. I had my script. I had like 10 pencils sharpened, ready to go. I had my calendar and I had my, because I was a Mary Kay consultant, I had my brochure with me. And so that way I was able to answer any question. I was able to book that appointment right then and there, get them while they're ready and not come back. Okay. So that worked really well for me for 10 years. That's how I ran my business as a consultant. Um, that set me up for success in what I do now. And I always give Mary Kay, you know, um, the, the heads up that, yep, you were the one that got me to where I am today because you gave me the confidence, but you also taught me how to run a business. And if you don't know anything about the Mary Kay system, you go get that book because it's a really good one. And even though it's selling cosmetics, the same process, it's a sales position. You know, they're just some, selling something different than you are. Okay. So then, um, you know, you might want to look at all of the areas where you spend your time, okay? So let's say you go and you make a phone call, you get the lead, um, you've got the appointment scheduled, now you've got to get together all the paperwork, all the presentations, all the information so that when you go on this appointment, you're prepared. So who's making those for you? Are you making them yourself? Do you have somebody doing that for you? So that's one thing that you can delegate. Um, you should not have to go into whatever, Canva, you know, that's the most popular thing right now. And you don't have to go in there and create those presentations or those forms, those documents or those emails. What you need to do is find somebody that can understand what you want and take your idea and run with it and bring you back a deliverable that you can maybe tweak once or twice and then it's ready to go. But you need somebody that understands what your needs are. Because sometimes when I'm talking to an inquiry, somebody that comes to me and they're interested in our services, you know, I'm asking a lot of questions because I need to know how much do you know about technology? How much do you know about digital, the digital world? Um, you know, are you a micromanager or do you want to just drop it off and let everybody else take care of it as long as it gets done the way you want it done? So there's different types of personalities. So when you're looking at the ways that people can step into your business and help you, you need to have a clear vision of what that person needs to know how to do. So 
presentations, like I said, documents, um, your business cards, your branding, any of that, you can source that out. Um, we we do all of that and and then some. But I'm going to be honest with you. I am not good at creating logos. But guess what? I know somebody that is. So I'm going to introduce you to that person and have y'all work together on that logo or whatever that branding could be. And then I'm involved in it, but I'm not making the final decisions. I'm not making, I'm not creating it. But this person that I do know that does it and they do it very well, that's who you want to talk to because they're going to understand what you want. And then they're going to tell you what they're going to charge you. And then you can decide if that's going to fit your budget or not and move on. But at the beginning of a career, you do need to work with a budget. I mean, I have people to this day that will only hire us for five hours a week or 10 hours a month or by project. And so that's really important to understand on my side, what are we going to do with those five hours? What are we going to do in that package so that we both are on the same page with the end result? We need to know what it is you need, what you expect, and then how do you expect it to be delivered? And then we take it and we put it all together, wrap it up in a nice little bow and present it to you, knowing that this is a draft, okay? So when you work with some a company like ours, I mean, you know, we're one of the very few, if we're maybe the only one, that is a full service real estate virtual assistant company. And by meaning that is we do, we can do everything that doesn't require us to be there physically. So everybody on my team comes to me with a background in real estate, but from a different area. So let's say um, Erica, for example, she came to me and she had never had real estate experience, but she was very analytical. And that's what that's what I got excited about was that she was a very analytical person because an analytical person is going to want to know all the details. Okay, I am not analytical when it comes to that. I'm more of the creative um, person. That's where I get excited. But going back to Erica, so for us to train her in how to manage a transaction, it was super easy. I think we taught, maybe taught her two, gave her two contracts, walked her through how to do them. And then she was off running and doing great. And she has been with me like, I want to say five years, six years, maybe. And um, clients just love her, but they didn't know that she came to me with no background in real estate, but that didn't matter because she knew what she was doing and she knew how the client wanted it done because not every client wants it done the same way. Or maybe they don't even work in the same type of real estate. Because we have real estate agents that are um, commercial, they're investors, they're traditionals. We have leasing. We also work with mortgage companies. So we work with a variety of different types of people in real estate. But the only reason why we do that is because we know how to work with those, those particular industries. Okay. Not everybody can do that. So when you're looking at bringing help in, what you want to look at is what is it that I need? And then write down like, I need a listing presentation. Okay, well, if I need a listing presentation, what person do I need to help me build that? Because if you give a listing presentation to somebody that doesn't know anything about real estate, they're not going to know what a listing presentation is. They're not, they're going to come back and say, well, okay, I can do that, but I need to know 
Do you have a sample? Do you, what do you, you have to give me everything to put in it where we look at everything and say, you need a listing presentation. Do you have one now? Yes. Okay. Send us that one and let us look at it and see how we can make it better. And then you send it to us and then we're going to create a whole new listing presentation for you. That's going to be so impressive, not just to you, but to your clients. So we take it always two or three steps further than we should, because we know what you need where you may not even know what you need. So we always give you everything plus the kitchen sink. And then we kind of start peeling it back from there instead of just giving you a little bit and then having you direct us and tell us what you want. Okay. So there's a big difference there. So when you're interviewing um, a real estate virtual assistant, Make sure they know what you're talking about. Um, ask them for samples, you know, of their work. Ask them for referrals if they don't have testimonials on their website. And just because they have testimonials on the website doesn't mean they're real. So, you know, you always might want to ask for one or two and be prepared that, like with me, if you ask me for a referral, I mean, um, for a reference, I'm going to first say, let me talk to my client, make sure that I can give them your name. And y'all can talk. I want to make sure that that's clear with my current client, because the last thing I want to do is put her in a position that she's not aware of. So I'm always going to send my clients an email saying, hey, this is what's going on. Do you mind if I give them your name? This is their name, their contact information. I've never had an agent tell me no. And so, but it, but they appreciate me giving them a heads up. Okay. So one thing to do is make sure they know what they're doing, okay? Um, don't let them just say, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And then they screw it all up. And now you've spent all this money and time and effort and you get nothing. You know, that's to me probably the most frustrating thing in the whole wide world is for somebody to say, yeah, I can do it. And then find out, nope, can't do it. And I'm not willing to go that extra mile to do my research to get it, to figure out how to do it. So another thing that we do is like, if you come to me and say, hey, Kim, I use, I'll just pick a program. We use Wise Agent as our CRM. And I say, you know, that's great. I've heard of the program, never used it, but all CRMs pretty much are alike. So all I need to do is just kind of figure out what their, how their program is laid out and we can definitely help you. Well, I'm going to go into Wise Agent and learn how to use that program on my time not yours. You're not paying me to learn how to use a program because we are that higher level of virtual assistance. So when you come to me and I tell you, I don't know how to do something, I'm going to follow that up and say, but I'm going to learn how to do it because I know that I can learn it because I pretty much have been around for a few years. And so I know what to look for. I know what questions to ask and do all the things to learn how to use that program to help you work that program the way you want it to work. Where a lot of companies you're paying for their training, you're paying for them to ask you questions. You're you probably don't realize that, but read the fine print in the contracts because I know that there's a lot of VAs that do try that do get paid to learn how to use a program. I'm from the mindset that if you bring me a program I don't know how to use and I learn how to use it, guess what? I can now market that to other agents. And that's my benefit. So why would you pay me to learn how to use it when I can turn around and go promote it to other people and draw in business from, from that program? 
Okay. So a lot of these programs, um, they will have people they can refer to you if you need help in doing anything like CRMs, your lead generation, your website, they have people that can help you. And you should tap into that if you're a new agent and you don't have the budget, but make sure you ask all the questions because no question is stupid. If you don't know the answer, you just don't know. So you need to learn. Um, but again, you know, you might be able to afford two hours a week. Okay. So where do you want that person to spend those two hours? So you have to be very clear and very detailed on what they need to do with those two hours. And then as your business grows and your trust in that person grows, then you can increase your hours and get better and build a better relationship going forward. So keep that in mind. It's very important that you understand what that virtual assistant can do for you, okay? And I'm always going to tell a real estate agent, you need to hire a real estate virtual assistant, because depending on what you want. Now, if you just have database work and you need somebody to clean up your database, then you know they, they're a dime a dozen. But if they don't know how to do it for a real estate agent, that's going to be a problem because then you're going to get... I've seen I've seen VAs do databases and put them into a system and then I go in and start working to do something else with them and find out that oh my gosh they didn't do this right. So then we have to dump the database and we have to start all over again. Well now you're paying for it twice. Okay? So you know, get it done right and make the investment into your business. It's worth it. Okay? Um I always say that, you know, you invest in your business and you find the right people for your business and you pay them a certain amount of money, you're going to get those results. So if you're paying a $10 VA, let's say overseas, you're going to get a $10 an hour job, right? You know, I mean, there are exceptions, but when in this situation, it's a little bit different. So if you hired us to come in and help you, you're going to get a hundred percent return on your investment, if not more, because we're we're going to guide you, and we're going to talk to you about things that you probably haven't even thought of about your business. You may not want to do it right now, but we can keep a wish list and keep things going on the wish list because once we get thing, the priorities taken care of, then we can help you in other areas. And we're sharing information with you on how we do that. I don't know how other how other VAs do it. Um, but the biggest concern that I have, and this is where I see a lot of problems, is over the years, I have seen people come to me in tears because they hired somebody who said they knew what they were doing and they didn't. Okay, And now they've invested all this money and time, and it's even worse than it was when they started. So Make sure that you know what you want and you know how to explain it. And if you're willing to train somebody to do it, then train them. But by the time you trained them, you could have done it yourself and saved yourself the time and the money, right? So it's all that kind of stuff, you know? So the years of real estate virtual assistance, you know, when I became a real estate virtual assistant, I started in 1998 in my research. I already had a background. I knew what I wanted to do. I just needed to figure out how to do it. And then when the internet became came started coming into people's homes, that's when I went, ah, here, here's something that I can get back to, you know, because my prior years in real estate was in 
all aspects. I was a consultant. I, you know, did all kinds of things in the real estate industry. And so when you are doing this and you, as this industry has grown, it started out with professionals. You know, I mean, people had backgrounds in college. They had impressive resumes um, and, and all the things that went with it. But then as time has gone on, the, the term has been muddled, right? Um, you know, I'm not going to put myself up against a virtual assistant that specializes in real estate in another country, you know, because I'm in the United States. I have lived here all my life. I know the industry. I've been in it for 30 years. I know what agents need. I may not know your personality, but that's something I can figure out, Okay. But I can tell you when you come to me and say, Kim, I need a CRM system and I don't know what to do, then I'm going to help advise you. I'm going to look at several and recommend them. And I'm going to explain to you what they do for you and the benefits of them. And, you know, my recommendations over maybe something else. But when you go to somebody that you're paying $10 an hour to, they're not going to provide you with that service. They're going to say, which one do you want? Send me the database. What do you want? I'm going to put it in there. And then you pray that they did it right. Okay. I literally was working with a client a couple of weeks ago, fairly new client, multiple databases. Um, we cleaned them up and put them into her CRM. It was not an easy job. I mean, there were times that I dumped the entire database out of the system because it didn't look right. And I started over again, you know, where a lot of people will do it once and call it done. You know, well, guess what? My name's on that. So I need to make sure that when I do something for you, that it's 150% approval rate by you, um, not a half-assed job. You know, um, we kind of live in a world right now where people don't appreciate the work that they deliver, you know, and I'm from that background of, I do appreciate what I do. I'm good at what I do. And if I'm going to do it for my client, it's going to be like I did it for myself, if not better. So you need to make sure that this person takes pride in what they do. And then, you know, a couple of other things is, you know, what's their availability? You know, how do you communicate? How do I pay them? Um, you know, what all can I, what all services do you offer? So, you know, just be diligent in what you're doing. And when you bring somebody into your business, because you run a business you know, you could get in a lot of trouble if you don't do something right, you know. So let's say you have a transaction manager. She's over in another country. She's closing that transaction. She's not going to know the legalities of what needs to happen in that transaction. So if she missed something, it could come back and haunt you, you know, and it could cost you a lot of money, if not your license. So just make sure that the people that you bring in, that the, the investment that you're making into them, they are giving you that return of investment. That's the biggest thing I can tell people. You can have an on-site assistant. You can have a virtual assistant. You can have a transaction coordinator. You can have anybody on your team that specializes in what you want them to specialize in. You don't have to have just one person. Um, I am of the mindset that my clients, when they come to me, they don't want to talk to multiple people. And I've even been asked this question. If I talk to you today, who am I talking to tomorrow and next week and next month? 
you're going to get the same person. We don't just, whoever picks up the phone helps you. It's you are, my team is set up that everybody on my team, they work with a client and that's their point of contact. So if you are John Joe and you come to me and you want all my services, you may not have one person doing everything. You may have two, but that one person is going to be your point of contact. So you know exactly who that is. And when you are meeting with your clients and you have a transaction coordinator, you can begin that conversation at the beginning of that meeting and saying, I have a team. I have a transaction coordinator. Her name is Kim. And once we go under contract, she will be your contact. So as you're nurturing that throughout the relationship of either buying or selling, and then it goes under contract and then you give it to Kim. And then Kim sends that client of yours, that buyer or that seller, an email introducing themselves and telling them, okay, now that we're under contract, here's what we need to be doing. They're going to know who Kim is because you've been talking about her all this time. But if you have a company that's rotating people, you don't know who you're getting, you can't do that. So that's a level of customer service that you're missing with your client, right? So keep that in mind. But, you know, everybody has a place in, in, in the work world, okay? Um, I'm not a big fan of those people that um, say that they can do something and then they don't know how to do it. I'm just not that fan. Um, I've seen too many problems with agents hiring people for the lower price because you're going to get what you pay for. You know that. Um, so what I would like for you to do is when you're talking to age, I mean, to VAs, ask those questions. You have every right to ask those questions. They can say that's none of your business, but you can still ask the question, right? Um, but it's very important to know that not all virtual assistants are created equal. We all bring a special talent to the table. We bring a special personality to the table and a sense of responsibility when we work with our clients. So I hope that this has helped you. Um, if you would like more information on how or what a real estate virtual assistant can do for you, go over to kimhughes.com. And there's a pop-up and that pop-up is my 72 um, things that we can do to help you in your business. And I will also um, put it down in the show notes below so you can just click on it and get it that way as well. So you can get it off my website or you can look at the show notes, click on the link and um, you'll just have to put in your information to get that PDF. And then you can go through it, print it out, check off things that are important to you, give them priorities you know, say one through three, one being the most important, my wish list, whatever that is. And then come to the table and let's have a conversation about how we can help you do do what you want to get done in your business. Okay. So I hope this was informative. I hope you learned something. I hope that you will now take your business a little bit more um, seriously when it comes to hiring, you know, because I've talked a lot about the first time, you know, the, the new agent. But then we're going to talk about the experience, the seasoned agents. The same rule applies. But at this point, you should have some money to invest and you should have a better idea of what you need. And so just sit down and map it out. Like, where do you spend all your time every day, you know, or every week? And where can you take that and, and delegate it to someone else 
and take it off your plate so that you can free up that time for other things, whether it's other business needs or more family time, et cetera. And then, you know, just make sure that, you know, at whatever phase you are in your business, you have the help to keep you mo, you know, keep the momentum going. Okay. Um, if you're re if you're at that stage where you're retiring in your business and you kind of need to start getting things in order so that you can either one sell it, pass it over to someone, whatever that may be, then you need to make sure you have systems in place. You need to make sure that your database is cleaned up. And that's where we come in and help you do that as well. Because we we understand, and we've done it, we've helped agents retire. I mean, we've helped multiple agents retire and, and help them get things in order so that they can bundle it up in a nice little package and have somebody buy it or pass it on to someone that you feel is, you know, capable of doing it. So there's a lot of different ways a real estate virtual assistant can assist you and it's it's something that you should be really excited about because they're out there. We're here to help you. Like I said, we're a service-based business. We want to help you achieve your goals. We get great satisfaction out of watching our agents grow and achieve their goals and do the things that they wanted to do when they first came to us that they were not able to do. So with all that said, I hope this has helped you in some way. And like I said, I will put in the show notes a link to our 72 uh, task list that we can help you with in your business. And then if you have other questions, feel free to reach out to us. We always, um, you know, welcome the 20 minute little com complimentary call that's free um, just to kind of brainstorm. Maybe you have a couple of questions. You're just not sure, you know, what direction to go in or, you know, what is it that you're looking for? How do I do this or how do I do that? reach out to us. That's what we're here for. And um, you can also put it in the comments. Well, you know, if you're asking the question, somebody else is probably thinking the same thing. So then we can answer the, the, the question globally. Okay. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next week. Bye.